0: You. good evening today is monday march 13th 2023 and we are studying the big book of alcoholics anonymous this week's chapter and step is how it works step three and our speaker tonight is shelby thank you shelby hey
1: everybody i'm shelby from texas compulsive overeater um I guess I'll do a little uh, qualification. Um, It's so interesting that I'm asked to talk about step three because the spiritual part of my program was, I always thought was the weakest, but I'll just tell you, hang in there because eventually you get it or I did. Um, So I walked into the rooms in 2009 uh, here in Houston and uh, in my fifties and did a lot of research. Uh, Let's see. I think the, probably from the pictures I've seen. I was up near 250, 260. Um, um, I went through an anorexic time where I was really small. And now I'm kind of, you know, back to a, I would say for me, my body likes this weight, although I, I'm not happy with it. So that's, you know, all over the place. So um, I, I told, uh, put together some stuff for my a little bit of my story a while back, but which I'm not going to share on screen, but one of the things my sponsor and I did about a year ago is we started going through the 12 steps again using the OA 12 and 12. It had been uh, the second edition was out. And, you know, when you do the first step in the program, one of the things it asks are, you know, what are the many ways that you've tried to lose weight or, you know, uh, what are the, what's, what's the, basically, what's the research? What were the solutions before OA? And I came up with just a gazillion of them. Um, starting with, uh, I was the fifth of eight children, German Catholic family in a small town in Iowa, about 500 people. Uh, everybody knew everything, um, did not have a relationship with that God, uh, other than i heard someone say we had the Easter Christmas relationship with God. Um, And, um, you know, everybody in my family um, suffers from this disease and from others. And so from an early age, I was told not to take seconds. Now, I always thought, well, it's because we have at least... um, six kids and two adults at the table. So maybe that was why I couldn't have seconds. There wasn't enough food to go around. Um, But I often heard then you're gonna get fat. um, So, or uh, you only get one helping, Uh, pass it over Shelby. She's not gonna get any more. Um, So we lived uh, in the small town where uh, I quickly learned how to uh, create my own diets. And so we had our own apples, we had our own chicken. So we had eggs, we had a big garden. So I think one of my first uh, diets was a green apple diet with salt, of course, yummy. Most of those took place in the summer. I had the hard boiled egg um, diet. I had the homegrown tomatoes with cottage cheese diet. Um, And then I heard, I think my mom did, I'll give you a dollar for every pound you lose in the summer. And um, I was a tomboy, so I was very active. And it was pretty easy for me to do that in the summertime. The moment I went back to school, it was a typical uh, cafeteria uh, food. Um, I gained it all back. So I couldn't understand why, because I was a tomboy. I was very active. And um, I just couldn't understand, of course, why would I? so I just continued to uh, do that and uh, got to did uh, the other part of my story is I do a lot of geographic relocation, the geographic cures. Uh, before the age of eight, I think I ran away from home three times. Uh, and my, the neighbors would call my mom and say, hey, Shelby's walking down the sidewalk again with her little suitcase. You might wanna come get her. And um, But uh, I guess I thought, uh, my family had done me wrong, that they're going to miss me. I'm going to make them suffer because I'm like, I'm going to run away. I didn't know where I was going, but I had to get away. And I, that's the kind of a pattern uh, that I found um, in doing my steps is that I, I tend to want to run away when, when I'm not happy with stuff. Right. Um, so I, I did a lot, I've done everything uh, to lose weight in my entire career, 50 some years of, of, of career, except surgery. And uh, one that I learned in the program called um, chewing and spitting, never did that. If I had known about that, I might've tried that. So um, up and down, up and down, and um, finally walked into the rooms, you know, after having tried everything, um, like I said, 2009, that November, um, first, uh, was, um, election night, the, my home group meeting, and it was a big book study. I hate, uh, the meeting I went to the previous Sunday was a big book study. I hated it. Uh, there was a lot of drinking going on in my family, but in that little town, no one was ever called, uh, with a a label of alcoholic or, 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 drug addict or anything. Um, people just did that, because that's what they did. If they ran the tractor into the ditch, well, there was a big laugh about that on Sunday morning after church. You know, so-and-so ran off the road again, or they ran into a cow, or, you know, there was no consequence. No one ever died uh, of that when I was growing up. But I'll tell you, to this right now, my my dad died uh, early, 74, because of the complications of this disease and, and the other that he imbibed. My two oldest sisters, so I'm in the middle, there's a 19 year span. My oldest sister is nine years older than twins that were seven years older, an older brother, four years older, twins, four years younger, and then a sister that's 10 years younger than me. My two oldest sisters and now my oldest brother have all passed away too early from the complications of this disease. Now I am
2: older right now than than my older two sisters were when they passed. And, and that's good, but that is not even enough to keep me from
1: eating. So, um, so I walked into the rooms and um, I was floored y'all when it said, uh, when I heard that this was not about willpower and that the disease centered in my mind. And uh, the, the woman that shared that, uh, I asked her to be my sponsor uh, two weeks later, and then Um, I became, we picked an abstinent date to my chagrin on November 30th, because I thought this would be easy. I could just eat my way while I'm doing the steps. No big deal. What's, what's, what's the big problem here? Because I had, I didn't have a clue y'all. Um, and for me, I, um, when I came in the rooms, I almost didn't come back because of the God word, um. And that same woman that I asked to be my sponsor shared with me her same, her same reaction and, and, and how she, how she did that, manage that. So I said, okay, I'll come back because, you know, this isn't going to be like the religious thing. Uh, and so apparently this, you know, like your meeting, it's such a cool name. Choose your own, you know, your own conception, C-Y-O-C. Um, that's what I was told um, was a possibility for this. And that's probably one of the main reasons I stayed it was because I was guaranteed that that was not a requirement, right? So the spiritual journey. So I got that sponsor, got an abstinence date, started working the steps now, because I hated the big book. We didn't do the big book at first. We did the other literature, uh, and A12 and 12. Um, and then eventually something shifted as what, as what in my story happens all the time, I have a little psychic change, a little spiritual experience. And I was open to reading the big book. And, you know, that's when uh, I really found out what what my trouble was, what the problem was. And that's that, you know, so, so wonderfully put by Dr. Silkworth, that I had an abnormal reaction to certain foods that I put in my body and then I obsessed and, and I couldn't deny it. I couldn't deny it. So I said, okay, I like this book. It's got a lot of things in it that I hadn't heard before. Let's keep reading, let's keep identifying. Meanwhile, you know, doing the other literature as well because I really wanted to identify, I identified with these food addicts, you know, the crazy things they did with the food but I wasn't savvy enough yet to to read Bill's story and Dr. Bob's and and get in my head that am I thinking the same way they were thinking? Um, Was I acting out with food the same way way they were acting out? Was I rationalizing the same way, right? But I thought still at the beginning, um, they're going to get me. They're going to bring me in. They're going to say, yeah, you can choose your own conception. And yeah, it's okay. But then later on, it'll say, you know, you know it's God, everybody calls it God. You might just call it God, and I said, No, I can't, that's not for me. So I kept coming back. So, in the beginning, um, my I crossed out all the God words in my literature and put whatever I was using at the time. Universe, I think, was the first one, uh, um, universe guides and teachers or UGTs. Um, the universe kind of stuck around, and then HP um so i did that and darn it um after a while uh and i couldn't even say the word prayer out loud that was no no so i'd say the word the initial p and that got to be kind of funny reading the literature saying p all the time um and um we'd have a good chuckle about that um but about five years ago, or, well, one of the things that shifted for me, y'all, was reading the, the appendix in the spirituality, the contempt prior to investigation. And that really helped me with my resentment against the church and all of the religious leaders that um, they were human beings that went to school to learn the Bible and to, to preach and to teach and that they were not God, but they were messengers. Just like I'm a messenger, a walking big book or walking O.A. person. I'm carrying the message. And that opened up the door for me a little bit to think, okay, maybe this, maybe it's not religion. Maybe it's, you know, maybe I'm just so judgmental and I'm so shut down about all my religious experience growing up that I'm not willing to look at this because gosh, it's It's, it's worked for thousands and thousands of other people. Why am I so special that I don't think it'll work? So that started the the journey of my spiritual, uh, the three-legged stool growing a little bit longer. And about five years ago, I heard in a share, which is where I got a lot of my psychic changes from someone saying, you know, and this was an older gentleman. He said, I get out of bed and I roll right on my knees and I do my my morning ritual, prayer and meditation or whatever. And, um, I said, well, I don't want to kneel, but cause that's another Catholic thing, but you know what? I really respect this guy and he's got a lot of years in recovery. Well, what's the big deal? Why don't I do that? So I started doing that. And I've been doing that every morning, um, probably since about 2018. And, um, I do some other morning rituals as well. So they kind of keep my foot in the door. Do I keep practicing and acting as if, right? And then actually this past January, I was at the L.A.O.A. birthday party and I heard another share and had another psychic change. I'm sure I've had others, but this was the big one, (laughs) y'all. I said, someone said, you know, in the long run, what's the big deal? I mean, what's important is my recovery. What's important is me staying sane. What's important is the spiritual solution. So this person said, I just gave it up. And, you know, I just, you know, I'll call it God. And, you know, but I know in my heart what that means to me. And I just thought, (laughs) again, I had so much respect for this person. I'd never met her. And she was just sharing her story. And I said, you know what? Ding, 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 ding. I can do that. I'm going to stop, you know, so what, I've been in the program, what, this is, I'm going on my 14th year, so almost 13 and a half years later, I'm saying, I don't care, I'm going to say the word God, I'm going to say prayer, you know, I'm over it, I just want to focus on the solution, instead of finding everything that's wrong, or I don't agree with, or it's uncomfortable, oh my God, Um, get over it, Shelby. Let's just move on. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Hang in there if anybody's struggling with that, because I really feel like if I can do it, anybody can do it. So that's where I am today. Is uh, I, I'm Hi, willing man. to say thanks. I'm willing to say everything. And so the big book, uh, you know, it says that the how it works. The first part of the the how it works is the shows the spiritual path. Step three. And then after the A, B, C, there's that we were con- being convinced we were at step three. So being convinced, I have took a big book study and it said, if I'm not convinced on these three vital issues, A, B, and C, then uh, either reread the whole book up to this point, And if I still don't agree, then throw the book away. I mean, that's basically what I said in my book study. And so step three is a, make a decision. Make a decision to turn my will and my life over the care of God as
2: I, and I have added, as I continue to understand. Shelby, you're frozen. Hmm. Okay, I believe Shelby's probably logged off and log- logging back in. Let's just give her another. Okay. All right. If she comes back, we'll we'll switch,
0: but um, let's open the meeting for some three minute shares while we're while we're waiting. Um, as this is a big book study sharing and questions to relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied. And we ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. Um, if you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, uh, which is under reactions or number nine or star nine, rather, if you're on the phone and the Zoom host We'll call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Rich, would you please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when the time is up? And if the speaker's asked a question, if she if Shelby has made it back, um, then we will allow three minutes for her to answer. Okay,
2: let's see. I see, the first one I see is Lita. Hi,
3: thanks so much for calling on me. I am Lita, compulsive overeater. I just want to thank Shelby for whatever computer zone she's in for mm-hmm. a great share because, um, well, she brought up some of my favorite things. Um, one of which is uh, appendix two spiritual experience. And initially, when I was um, struggling a bit with step three and the pieces of it, reading that, um, because I didn't understand higher power. I didn't get what it was. Maybe it was the people in the rooms. Maybe it was like the great gazoo on the Flintstones. I mean, I was mixed up and messed up. And I mean, it was the question I would ask when I got brave enough to call anybody. And I got all these answers and I still couldn't put the pieces in place. And the pieces finally fell in place to me when I realized that I didn't have to understand what it was. All I had to know is it was something bigger and better than me that was in charge of things, and there were plenty of things in the world that I didn't understand how they worked, and I just accepted them. I mean, people really, airplanes should fall out of the sky. They are heavy. They have all kinds of luggage on them, and yet they stay up there, and we just take it for granted, so I could kind of go with that with the higher power, and the line about we find that no one need have any difficulty with the spirituality of this program, Willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery, but they are indispensable. And those are kind of my buzzwords on page 568. I love those words. Um, I would like to say it's one of my one of my favorite groups of pages in the big book, because I do have a lot of them. And then the other piece, after the steps and the ABCs and what I have to come back to, um, and I read almost every day in the morning is part of what I do is pages 60 and 61. And for me, the line that was my story until I kinda got a little better. And I realized once I put down the food, I mean, that seemed really hard at first, but it was only a harbinger of the things that were to come. And reading that the first requirement is that we could be convinced that a life, any life run on self-will can hardly be a success oh yeah, I have the great mastermind at screwing things up. I've done it once. I've done it twice. I've done it a hundred times. It's one of the things I'm best at. And realizing that I needed to change those things around and conform to things because there were people in this program who were having success with this and they would managed to work through it. And I just knew that if they could work through it, I could do it too. I'm really grateful to be here. I'm really glad that there was an accurate smell in the office today. So, um, everyone had to leave early. So, I got to be here for this meeting. It is a treat to see everyone. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Lita. Hi, Shelby. We're glad you made it back. Um, Rich, how much time did Shelby have left? She thought
3: four minutes, 13 seconds. Okay. So
0: accurate. Oh, my
1: gosh. You guys are are amazing. Um, I know. You know, I don't know how much more. I I just wanted to share. You know, I just was saying, uh, and I heard the share uh, about the 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 A, B, and C being convinced of those. You know, self will run riot. Uh, that my 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 trouble. It says in there in that chapter, my trouble is self-centeredness, and then the root of that's the root of my troubles. And then the troubles go. It goes on to say then the next trouble is that. I I am the root of my own problem. I'm at the root, you know? Um, So, um, I was just saying, I think I I had to do one and two, step one and two to get here. Had to have some, I had to understand that my life was unmanageable. I know that, what I know now is unmanageable and unclear, uh, go hand in hand for me and, you know, not only was my life unmanageable, which, in the beginning seemed so confusing to me, right? So there's the word. I was, uh, I needed clarity. I needed, um, and that's what doing steps one and two helped me to see how uh, confused I was about the whole eating thing and the, the spiritual thing and um, and all of that. So coming to step three, of course, I was right in there saying, okay, I've got to do this. I've got to turn my will in my life. How do I do that? That's so confused, you know, and as my sponsors kept saying, it's, you make a decision to do that. And the clarity, the manageability, uh, the know-how comes from doing steps four through nine, and which didn't make any sense to me, but again, nothing at that early age, uh, beginning of the program made much sense to me. I just kept following guidance and direction from people who had done it before one thing was very clear was in this how it works was that the whole story about being the director listen I I used to sing opera so I know what it's like to be directed and I know what it's like to go here or there and you know to make a big show work like that one has to follow someone else's direction I can't I don't care how famous I would become or could become the diva I cannot direct the show. I cannot make that show come off. So maybe it was a blessing that I was in some sort of drama where I understood that you need the team. You need everybody to do their part, but you need someone to direct everybody. Now, that didn't mean that I I still don't want it done my way, that I have better ideas. But that's what helps me prepare for making that decision is knowing uh, doing that work beforehand uh, and then really going into step four and taking that inventory. because what is the most loving thing uh, or w- what really is my will my God's will for me is to do the most loving thing for myself and others to not hurt myself anymore. to stop punishing myself. be the be the what's the most loving thing I can do for me is what my sponsor said, listen, I know you're going to be confused, but just, start with that, you know, even if you're, you want to try it out, what's the most loving thing you can do for yourself, so I started with that, and um, I don't know if I have any, anything else to really say other than that, you know, keep hanging in there, uh, for anybody that's struggling with the spiritual part of the program, uh, I'll, I'll say one more thing, my higher powers, I have pop-up higher powers, pop-up HPs, Um, Whatever problem I'm having, there's one that has a specialty in that area, and I I ask for help in that area. And for me, it's fun. That's what I had to have. Having come my background, uh, I had to have uh, a set of higher powers that that are are there for me and all of my craziness. So with that, I'll pass. And thanks uh, so much, Victoria, for asking me to come. Have a good
2: evening.
0: Thank you, Shelby. We're glad you made it back. Um, we'll go ahead and um, continue with our shares. Um, next, we've got Ann L.
4: Hi, my name is Ann. I'm a gratefully recovered, comfortable reader. Um, I, I have to read one line from this chapter because I love it. Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. When I came back this time to OA, I was terrified. I had been killing myself with food. I was a type 2 diabetic and um, I didn't know if I would make it or not
2: and um
4: I had to learn so much and um But when I got here and, um, kept going to meetings, the fear started to settle down and I was able to listen and I had a guide and, um, she helped me, but I didn't listen very intently. So I got another guide and she helped me even more and, um, the amazing miracle is that it's kind of like a flower blossoming. I found this source of power and strength that was going to be there for me. Um, And um, once I found that, then I could start to really move forward and do the things that I needed to do in this program by working the steps and, um, find, um, the willingness to step forward and, um, clean my house, really clean it. Um, and I came from another fellowship. And so there was some really dirty stuff there that was pretty nasty. And, um, you know, I, those were the things I hadn't done in that other fellowship. So I needed to do those things. And, um, that was really scary. Um, but you know, I did those things and, um, I took care of the business that I needed to take care of. And once I, um, did that and then those, those damn character defects, you know, um, I, I was one of those people that didn't like to do 10 steps and, um, boy, I learned, I learned the hard way, you know, I had to do them. I had to do them because I was crazy when I didn't do them. I was absolutely insane. So I did those 10 steps. I learned, I learned, I learned. And you know, once I've learned to do those 10 steps, um, the miracle is I started to evolve and and realize, oh, thank you. Realize that, um, If I wanted to start harming other people, I had to stop practicing some of those character defects. And once I stopped practicing some of those, it got easier to not continue to do them all the time. And I'm grateful I was at this meeting today, and I'm going to stop talking because I know my time is up. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you, Anne. Uh, Next, we have Jim H.,
5: Hey, everyone. I'm Jim, uh, recovering food addict. Good to see you all. Um, Thanks so much, Shelby, for your share. Uh, Yeah, I guess uh, the part about like not needing to understand is really resonating with me. Um, I think I'm realizing just how much I try to understand or think in my life, whether it's about my like long-term diet, whether it's about what time to eat, whether it's about money or marrying my girlfriend or work, like I just feel like I'm always trying to think, think, think into a solution. And honestly, just, I mean, some thinking helps, but I feel like I just nosedive and then just try to control everything. And then also, it's just an awful way to live. It's stressful all the time but I feel like these recent experiences I've had with my higher power, like I just can't describe them. Like I was at my cousin's wedding and there were just moments where I felt really connected and I don't really know how, you know, I mean, I can tell you I'm working the program and, and definitely I know there's some work there, but also I just can't explain it. So um, yeah, I guess I just appreciate that message and appreciate Also like the ways it sounds like you really persevered, Shelby, and stuck with it. And I think there's some dark moments in program where it feels like nothing's working, but now looking over my shoulder, I can see that I was like building something, you know, um, now that some things have gotten a little better. Uh, So anyway, I'll pass, thanks.
2: Thank you, Jim. Um, Next, we've got Amy B.
6: Thanks very much. Sorry about that. Hi, everyone. Amy B, compulsive overeater, living very gratefully in a recovered state from the food today. I want to thank Sharon and Joanna for their service tonight, especially rolling with our technological punches. Thank you so much. And Rich, such a great job timing. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, for being here. And Shelby, that was fantastic. That was so wonderful. Loved hearing your story, your honesty, um, your enthusiasm, and for bringing forward the fact that like tiny little cracks in willingness, loved uh, universe, universe guides and teachers, UGTs, like that's wonderful. And I too came into the rooms unable to say the word God, unable to say the word prayer. And I always wanted to do service. So I would end up reading and when I would end up in the word God, like I would swallow it almost like I'd be like, um, you know, as you understand? And I, I, I swallowed the word like I wouldn't say it. I almost made it sound like there was like a blip in the audio um, every single time, coincidentally that that word came up. And um, for a while, I didn't use it. And I had other substitutes that I liked. And like now I use it a lot because it's one syllable and it's easy and it's a placeholder and also like you don't have to do that either and that's fully cool um as for the word prayers and I laughed out loud when you said you said the word p all the time like in it and how funny that got because honestly I love that because Oh, we got to put some humor in here. We got uh, my, I have to have some humor in here. Like this is lightness. This is forgiveness and, and grace and generosity of spirit. So I love that you said that. And I will say for me, the way that I got over it. And uh, one of the ways, one of the ways that I understand what I call God is magic I think the 12 steps are a spell. I think that the fellowship is a coven. I think we come together with shared intention and we say the words together and we call upon something greater than ourselves and we make magic. So when I'm doing my morning quiet time, and by the way, I have rewritten pages 84 to 88 in my own spiritual language, talking about, you know, the wisdom of the ancestors and acknowledging the divine universal nature of forgiveness. Like I've written that into 84 to 88. Now that's what I read when I read those. And it's my personal, you're going to say prayer. I'm going to say spell. We mean the same thing. And that's my time. Thank you so much. Pass. Thank
0: you, Amy. All right, we'll now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares.